Welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find us across social media at Pillow Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Jeremy, and Bill. When you say all right, it makes me feel all right. Hey! preview because it came out at the end of 2018 but they keep adding these little ancillary release dates and i was able to get uh to get my hands on a ticket for uh this past monday but there is a peter jackson documentary i don't know whether you guys saw this or not it's a world war one documentary called they shall not grow old so they did two dates for this right around the holidays, and then there was such a huge demand for it, they added another date on Martin Luther King Day, and I just saw a commercial that said that they were going to add another one for February 1st. So if you get your hands on it, I think it's at uh, AMC Theaters. But what Peter Jackson did, the, uh, the British Imperial War Museum came to him for the 100th anniversary of the end of the First World War, and they basically wanted him to take all this archival 100-year-old film footage from the First World War and to do something new and different with it. And if you see this, they, they basically turned, like he took all of his production company's computer resources and threw it at this 100-year-old footage, and they made it look like it was filmed today. Wow. <laughs> And it's not it's not doctored with CGI. It's just the the level of detail that they put into going through this. It's, it, I mean, it, it's really intense to watch because it is a documentary. It's not, uh, you know, there's no there's no storyline that goes through it. But the work that they did technologically was just incredible with it. And he, um, if you get a chance to see it in the theater for anybody, whether they do additional release dates or not, he actually tells you like when the the film starts he shows up at the beginning for about 45 seconds introducing the film and he tells everybody to wait uh if they stick around at the end of the movie in the theater they'll see this documentary so basically you get this extra 30 or 40 minutes worth of him talking about how they made the movie and there's this amazing scene where um not to go into too much detail but if you want the level of historical accuracy that they brought into this he there's a scene where there's a, a British army officer that's kind of reading these orders to his troops that are, are standing in attention in line. And of course this is hundred year old footage. There's no sound to it. So you just see mm-hmm. the guy's lips moving and they actually went through wherever they could. They brought in forensic lip readers to try and figure out what these people wow. were saying in this one particular scene. Even that didn't get the job done. They had the date on the film. They dug into the Imperial war archives to find, they identified the company by the uniforms. They found all of the orders that were released for that company on that date, and they managed to piece together which document the guy was reading. Oh wow! Wow! It's unbelievable, That's and it's crazy. about the, the documentary itself is about ninety minutes, and it's really intense because it's original World War One footage. But it is if you're if you're into that type of thing, or you want to kind of broaden your horizons. If you get a chance to see this, um, it's definitely worth it. If they do any additional release dates, I know they're, they're supposed to be doing it on February 1st. Um, and the really cool thing about it is, is that for the hundredth anniversary of the end of the first world war, Jackson's production company sent copies of the DVD to every high school in the UK. Wow. Wow. So that they'd have it. So they can so, have awesome. it and they can watch it. Yep. So I know we're we're mid-year now. I know that's going way back, but I was going to mention that earlier. Forgot about it, so I figured I'd kick this one off by mentioning it. Yeah, that's what's awesome. it called? It's called "They Shall Not Grow Old." It's only okay. at a ninety-seven percent though on Rotten Tomatoes. So I might probably just yeah. Skip it. I'm, you know, hard pass. Yeah, <laughs> it's ninety-eight or bust for Nick. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He only yeah. watches things that are at least a ninety-eight percent. It's at least actually ninety-seven and a half. I you oh. know it was close. It was right on the edge there. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was there. I mean, if it was only better, it would. <laughs> yep. And, <laughs> and they would and, add and some. Spoiler alert: that will not be the first World War One film reference that I bring up before the end of this episode. So nice, fantastic. Yes. Did you um, guys know that they didn't start calling it World War One until World War Two happened? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, just a, just fun fact. Jeremy, were you aware of that? <laughs> All right. So, I'm, uh, if Nick's gonna open the door, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full on nerd here. There's um there's an author who writes a lot of uh, uh, historical military fiction. Um, uh-huh. His name is Jeff Shera, and I've I've heard him speak a couple times. I've read all of his books, but I actually wrote him an email once because he wrote a book on the on uh, the First World War, and at the very end he referenced the the memoirs of General John Pershing, who was the commander of the American Army in the First World War. Mm-hmm. And the name of Pershing's memoirs are "My Experiences in the World War." Because mm-hmm. he wrote them after the First World War, but before the Second. Mm-hmm. And in the original first printing of this guy's book, in the the credits, he he's you know listing all of the stuff that he referenced. And I actually emailed him back and called him out on it because he referenced the title of that as "My Experiences in the First World War." <laughs> ah. And I got a chance to see him after I sent him that email, and he was like, "Yep, you were right." So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> If, nice. if this wasn't sufficiently nerdy, there you go. You're thinking, jerk, I wrote this whole book and you just picked, yep. picking apart my bibliography. Yep, armchair historian, jerk. <laughs> just got your master's degree. Think you're hot shit. Well, I, did, I didn't have my master's degree at the time. so it was Working on your master's degree and you think you're hot shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I won't digress into any more World War One topics until we get to December, so... <laughs> December. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So July. Nick? Yes. You know there's a new Spider-Man coming out? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Let's not deprive the people of this. A Spider-Man where I called who was going to play Mysterio. Did you? Yes. You don't remember that? It was Uh, before. You said Freddie Prince Jr., right? No, I said Jake Gyllenhaal because my oh answer. Oh my God, Freddie Prince Jr. That would be awesome. My answer, answer is always Jake Gyllenhaal. Always Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> my answer you... is always Jake Gyllenhaal. Who could Freddie Prince Jr. play in a Spider-Man movie? Some dead. Oh, guy he could play Freddy. Eddie Brock. That's exactly who he should play. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. is Eddie Brock. No, no he could play. He could play Flash. Flash Thompson, if it was an older one. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say if Flash Thompson were forty. Yeah, he could play. He could play Craven. He he play Craven the Hunter. How about if he played Uncle Ben after he was shot? The rice, the guy in the rice. No, the uncle that died. Oh, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're all in on Spider Man. Spider Man. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting. Do you think it's going to take place after Endgame or before? Oh, oh yeah, I have a theory about this. Because yeah. everybody's freaking out because they're like, oh, Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. It ruins it. Spider-Man's alive. Okay, first of all, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, none of these people dying, everybody. So no. so I have a theory, and then um, I think it was Shane had had a even better Ant-Man. theory. So my theory is... My theory is that uh, this could actually all be happening in whatever reality um, uh, Peter Parker has been snapped to. Yes. So he could be – this could be just a film that – I mean if you think about it, if you look at the opening of the trailer, Happy's flirting with with May. May's flirting with Happy. He's like, what What just happened? Like you know, Spider-Man's getting an award. Um this could all be part of wherever he's been snapped to, whatever reality that we find out about in Endgame. This could just be wrapping up that story. Like, oh, where have yeah. they been? I See, I don't know. I have a problem with that because let's presume that by the end of Endgame, everything's going to, the, the timeline continuity is going to come back to where it needs to be. Then that almost becomes a throwaway story, doesn't it? Like, what does that add? True. I mean, it could be, it could be a throwaway story. Um, the, the other theory, that, and that was just my knee-jerk reaction to the trailer like you know because everyone else was all hot about oh he's definitely not dead you know that was just me like dissecting it and being like well it could be this mm-hmm. you know i mean it doesn't necessarily make sense chain well the other the other thing to remember though because i i understand that that spider-man is right now the only movie that's been officially announced yes after that but the other thing is to remember that 
prior to James Gunn's firing, Guardians 3 was officially announced as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now it's been put on hiatus. So I I don't know that, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with it. The other theory is that uh, that that Shane had is that everything goes back to normal after the snap, right? So they get the they get the gauntlet, they reverse it back to before the snap happens. They reverse it back to before the ship comes to New York. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter Parker was on a bus when he saw the ship in New York. They never say where the bus is going. They could have been going on to that field trip or coming back from. Or well, he was actually the field trip. Uh, that one I, I don't think because he was actually on a subway. He was on the train going to Queens. No, he was on a school bus. bus. No, he's on a school bus because Stanley turned around sure? and he was like, "Yeah." Cause oh he no, had no, that, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, he had my to flip the flip the little window down and then crawl. Yeah. I, so maybe, I mixed up my scenes because I was thinking about the other one where he took his mask off. Sorry, my bad. No, it's sorry. No, but yeah, but my yeah, thought so, is that he could have been yeah. coming home from the field trip mm-hmm. at the end of if if this is a pre-story, a story before Endgame. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that what's going to end up happening when Endgame's over, they're going to revert everything back to before the snap happened, and everything's mm-hmm. just going to be hunky-dory, except we'll be minus a couple of Avengers. Sure. And then Shiri becomes the new uh, Iron Man. And, no. Uh, no. Yep. Think about it. It goes with the it goes with the comic book continuity. Oh, no, screw the Marvel Now shit. That's what happens. Wait, who becomes Iron Man? Some Indian girl. Oh, it's a oh. black girl. Whatever. So yeah, she becomes, and she's like the smartest person <clears throat> in the Marvel universe. To uh, to quote to quote Nick Rodriguez, boo. <laughs> I'm throw your Bill, Bill just threw his popcorn at the uh, I at the did. <laughs> So you're telling me that if at the end of Endgame, Iron Man is dead, laying dead, I don't have and, a problem. And with Shiri that. and yep. Shiri gets the suit, and and. It becomes a new Iron Man. You're gonna boo. Yep, and you take a video of me doing it. Yep. Okay, I like it. Yep, I would actually like that. Let's no, make, that, make that solemn vow. That's just. Good. Uh... I get it. I get nope. what you're thinking. Yeah. I mean, would you rather have Pepper Potts be? No. Just how about no Iron Man for a little while? That's that's not a thing that. Well, can you, happen. but you already kind of you kind of sort of brought in the Iron Spider, right? Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to see that in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to have to figure out how to make that work too, Nick. Oh, yeah. We'll make it, oh, we'll make it work. So, it's my um, birthday month. I can do whatever could, I want. Could we, could we manage to do that? Could we manage to not make anybody mad in two different theaters in two different states and like actually have the Skype call and the podcast <laughs> recording happening during the movie? I feel like we could do that. No, but we'll need to figure out a way to Skype pretty soon after the movie yes i feel like see i feel like though if we're gonna do that we're gonna need to do that during that could happen three times because that could happen at all three marvel movies yeah. this year a pillow talk event yes three-part pillow talk event can we get the marvel music that plays before the movies so that we can play it before the podcast <laughs> well and nick you and i've talked about trying to figure out how because we could potentially do facebook lives yep. with multiple people we gotta figure that out Yep, we do. Because that'd be a way to make that work. That would? Yes. All right, anyway, moving on. We'll, we'll work through mm-hmm. that later. Yep. The Lion King. Boo. Boo. It's live action CGI, Boo. which makes it not live action. I've seen live action Lion King. You know what it is? Planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's live action. Completely I did too. Computer it was, I, I did too. It was called the Ghost in the Darkness. Yes. Oh yeah, the Lions of Savo. <laughs> so the only thing I, I do like the casting, the voice casting that they've done, um, for the Lion King movie. Because isn't it? Didn't they get Donald Glover to play Simba? I think they did. I think yes, it's Donald Glover, and, and like if you look at the. Uh, if you look at the voices that they got, they're, the, the casting for it's really good. But still, it's almost to me, based on what I've seen from the the, the trailer for that, it's a shot for shot remake. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I mean it is. It's really it really is a shot for shot remake, which is um, which is interesting. But I just this is I, essentially, in, in my opinion, this is the one that's really going to determine the fate of these movies going forward. 
because they're they're calling this a live action remake when it's when none of it's live. It's all computer generated anyway. Yeah, and, well, and, and it's and essentially the, the same shot exact shot movie remake. that we've already seen. The trailer is the shot shot for shot remake. Well, because if you don't do a shot for shot remake, you're gonna have people all sorts of pissed off. Sure. So why would I want to go see a movie that I can watch in my living room just because it's computer generated? Okay, I'm I'm yeah. in. I'm in for That's this because Billy Eichner is Timon. I'm in. I'm fine. I just hope <laughs> that he yells was all at you needed. Yep, I just need a Billy Eichner. I just hope he yells at people. Oh no! <laughs> well, I of course he'll yell at people. I changed my mind. I'm out. Beyonce is Nala. I'm done. Oh. But I'm back in because Eric Andre is a ZZ. Oh my gosh! Hang on, let's keep going. Uh. This is what we have IMDb for on this podcast. Yep. <laughs> no kidding. Timmy Takeaway's internet connection. No, no. James Earl Jones is Jones is re- revising his Mufasa. Well, yeah, of course he is. Because if they yeah. didn't, my name is Mufasa. This is CNN. <laughs> CNN. <laughs> All right. Let's move into August. Now. Okay. Okay. Let's roll into August. I can't believe I'm actually saying these words. Yes. In August, Ooh, I I want to see if you're going where I want to where I want you to go. The New Mutants is coming out. Woohoo! Okay, I'm not going there yet. I think I may be going there in a minute. Okay, now I'm in on that because it's a different spin. It's a on. horror story. I'm super excited about I it. I mean, it's like a scary X Men. I can't believe Disney's letting this thing happen. So here's the thing: uh, the X Men movies in general have been a horror story, but this one is. Oh, <laughs> <hi-ya>. Ouch. <laughs> is one on purpose. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. I, I, I thought as soon as Disney bought 20th Century Fox that this movie was just gone forever. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Buried so deep that it would mm-hmm. never see the light of day. We When we saw the trailer, we were both like, oh, this is going to be cool. We were like, oh shit, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because wasn't it just like a, a dryer like just going and going and go and then like a handprint or something like that. Yeah, it was like the the, the faces and stuff pushing yeah. through the wall and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, no, I probably that. won't see it live in the theater, no. but I'll end up buying it on DVD, that's for sure. Yeah, no, that's going to be yeah. And maybe that kicks off like good X-Men movies. Well, there's your maybe that's your multiverse. Well, I think well, this is see this yeah, is maybe, still was, Totally produced maybe, by Fox, though, is the problem. Maybe, maybe that is the multiverse, and maybe they—that's that's their portal. Is they crawl, they crawl through the 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 dryer like in Narnia. Yeah. Instead of Tud- so, and instead Mr. of a wardrobe, is there. it's a dryer. Yeah, and Mr. Tudmus is there. <laughs> or, or maybe could you see this? Remember, like at the beginning of Black Panther, how they had like a thirty-second introduction, to, like what Wakanda was. Could yep. you see a thirty-second introduction of? Yes, there was this thing called the multiverse, and everyone worked really hard to get rid of it. But in the end, some of your favorite characters might look different than they used to. <laughs> yes, the that end. would be awesome. And everyone in the theater is like, "Wait, what? Wait, what? The, what the hell just happened? Why is Tony Stark a lady now?" T O N I. Tony, and it, and it's played by Tony Braxton. <laughs> oh man, is she still alive? I think so. Okay. I think. It's- Whitney Houston instead. Oh, that's right. They look kind of the same. Maybe, uh, but, but would it be weird if it wasn't if it wasn't Tony Braxton playing Tony Stark? It was Tony Braxton playing Tony Braxton. That'd be actually kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> now, um, in a movie that has to be rated R, uh, Nick, your movie's finally coming out. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, have you read the plot to it? No. It's about these kids who uh, basically, so it's this group of kids who have to solve, um, basically there's all these unsolved murders in their town and they're trying to figure it out, figure out, you know, what's happening and and they, you know, uncover all these urban legends and things. And I am in on that. And then I'm going to read the books. Based on my memory of the books, Considering I was in, you know, single digit age when yep. those books started coming out, the litmus test for that movie would be if I don't wet my pants, it's a disappointment. 
I remember <laughs> reading a, I remember reading a story about these guys that were on a train and they were they were sleeping in one of the cargo cars and one of the guys woke up and there was this old woman floating above him sucking the life out of him and I remember as a child not if I woke up in the middle of the night didn't open my eyes didn't open my eyes because I was mm-hmm. sure that there was going to be somebody over me sucking the life out of me yep yeah see the weird thing about that is I don't I actually don't remember the salient I points say, of I feel the like stories. that worked a lot well, I don't remember the salient points of those Getting stories. It. I remember the artwork from the cover of those books. Yeah, they were scary, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. They those yeah. don't get published now, like for kids. Oh, they're out. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you'd never have somebody writing something like that now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, no, audience. no, yeah, not like modern day. Yeah, no, never. But you can get them at Barnes and Noble. Well, and isn't Guillermo del Toro directing this movie? Yes. Yes, he is. I mean, this thing is not going to be a fun little kid movie. No. This isn't going to be Spy Kids. No. Which I do feel like is a, is a prequel to Machete, but that's a different... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different that's a episode. Different, that's a different... That's a whole different episode about my theory on prequels. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, did I tell you guys also about the Mexican restaurant I'm starting? Nope. It's called nope. South of It's called South of the Borders and it's located south of the borders. <laughs> <laughs> in every mall in America. <laughs> or where the borders used to be. Yes, exactly. It's south of the borders. Where's it at? South of the borders. <laughs> I hate to break this to you, Nick, but your uh your marketing might be a little uh less than timely. <laughs> <laughs> you might have missed the boat. Darn it. Uh did you guys know there's a because south of the Barnes and Nobles doesn't really Nope. Capture the same thing. No, it doesn't really have the same pizzazz, does it? No. no. <laughs> uh, how about the Dora the Explorer movie, guys? Jeremy, is that the no, one you were looking forward not. to? No, it wasn't. There is, here's Nick. My, here's my problem with Dora the Live explorer. action Dora the Explorer. Here's the thing. You can't, in a live action movie, you can't get the subtle nuances that you would normally get with the Dora the Explorer. Like, you can't get the relationship between her and Backpack. And, you know, you have the swiper running around, but you can't get... The intricateness that is the character that is Swiper. Swiper, no swiping. Yes, exactly. I mean, and so, I mean, what is it? Is it that she's in some sort of internment camp in the U.S. and she has to sneak back over the border and that's her That's her exploring? Um, it doesn't make sense. Is she in the, the fields and gets lost picking strawberries and she has to make her way back to <laughs> whatever sort of holding facility they're in? And uh, at the, all, all, all the time living off of tortillas and, uh, you know. oh my gosh! So I don't know. <laughs> see, he he went a totally different direction than that. I was going to make the joke of saying I don't want to see the remake. I already saw the original version of this. It was called Raiders of the Lost Ark, but that went a totally different direction. So my joke isn't as funny anymore. It, it often does go in a totally different direction with Nick. Oh yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, you think you're going one way and then you go to the other. Is uh, who's in the Who's in the Dora Explorer movie? Oh, and if I it's know, not some some Hispanic chick, probably. And if it's not, it's, if it's, George, it's Beyonce. I was gonna say, if it's, George, <laughs> if it's not George Lopez somewhere in there, I'm gonna be really upset. Like if George Lopez doesn't play the map, I'm gonna be really upset. Um, apparently, uh, Michael Pena's in it. Oh, I'm in. Benicio del in. Toro's in it. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Uh, does, does Penny I feel like they've really whitewashed swipers? this character. Of course they have. No, she's... Um, I've never heard of her. The actress's name is Isabella Monaire. She doesn't look Mexican enough to me. Well, Bill, they can't all have sombreros. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your people look like, isn't it? Uh, I mean, most of us. And they walk uh, around saying things like, Tocola, Tocola. Yeah, see, that's what I expect out of this movie. Benicio del Toro's Swiper the Fox. Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you, and I don't think I should say this out loud. How old is this girl? Uh, Hang on, before he's I. He's older than Dora. Let's she's put born it that in way. 2001, which makes her. Nope, can't say it yet. In nope. July, nope. she's 18. So nope. Yeah, on my on my birthday. Nope, not gonna say it. Nope. nope. 
Nope, nope, nope. Um, and it was nothing, it was not me saying that I was attracted to her. Uh, I was just saying, I was just saying, 16 uh, even. I was, I was merely going to say that the uh, shot, uh, the, the, the thumbnail on IMDb, screw it, I'm going to say it. The thumbnail for this on IMDb kind of looks like a porn version of Dora the Explorer. (laughs) All right, so the next movie that's coming out in August. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jeremy, is this where you're going? The Playmobil, the movie? No. You know those shitty Playmobil toys? Yeah, they're apparently the Lego really, movie in that and turning really that into spectacularly a movie. overpriced. Oh, I'm excited. They're making that into a movie. Okay. See, the, you know what this is though? This is pass. Like I'm a hard this pass is, on that one. Yeah, this is a hard pass. This is this is the Playmobil execs thinking, "Hey, look at what the Lego people did with their movie." We could totally do that. Our toys are better. Yeah, no, except your toys suck. Okay, <laughs> and then we're gonna get a Duplo movie. Yeah, that's at least owned by Lego. Jeremy, what movie were you looking at? Uh, the Angry Birds movie two. <laughs> is it yep. because is it called is it called Angry Birds two the relaunch? <laughs> I still haven't watched the first one. Okay, so I, I'm going to tell you this: it, the Angry Birds movie is actually worth the watch because Seriously? I had I had such low expectations going into that, and my kids decided that they wanted to watch it, so we did. That is, it's refreshingly funny. Really. There are some really great one-liners. The cast is really good. Uh, the 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 main bird, Red, is played by Jason Sudeikis. Um, oh, okay. I'm trying to think of who else is in there. Um, but yeah, there there's some stuff in there. It, it was a little weird because there's this one scene where they're playing um, "Sound of the Police" by KRS-One, <laughs> and they they play this really short cut from it that obviously doesn't have any swearing in it and my kids latched onto it and they started asking Alexa to play it and they got about halfway through it when I walked in the room I was like no no (laughs) Alexa stop Alexa stop Alexa stop don't don't do it (laughs) so then we We had had to start looking through Amazon Music to find how to ask for the clean version of that song Uh, September 11th. Never remember. Always it remember. chapter two. Never forget. It, it chapter, chapter two? two, Nick. Yeah. Nah. Really? Well, I'm I'm in. Is this one going to have his sister in it? I don't know. She it? why he gets paid the big bucks everybody because he comes up with stuff like she it this really is why you keep asking me to come back for these things isn't it <laughs> I just need it's somebody else Bob and Tom but it was super funny <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know see my, my whole thing I, I just it's one of those remake ty- it's one of those remake things where it's just if it's the if it's Pennywise without Tim Curry yeah, yeah he's dead so he can't do it I know but Tim still. Curry's dead oh yeah oh no when did he die uh, a couple years ago <laughs> are you sure like 2004 <laughs> no I don't think it was that long ago Nick just missed to, the boat I, I need time to process this <laughs> Tim Curry. Tim uh, Curry's dead? 5'9". Oh, no, maybe he's not dead. Oh, don't do oh, no, that he's to apparently me. still alive. Okay, yeah, so was... I, I actually thought he was dead, too. So. I knew he was in rough shape, but I didn't I think he was I could swear dead. he died. It's another Mandela effect. There you go. Oh, I thought you were right. I, I thought he was dead, too. See? My bad. He... Oh, he's... Uh, in 2012, I mean, he's not... he suffered a major stroke. He uses a wheelchair... Uh, he's yeah, he's fully dependent good. on the motorized wheelchair. He never married and has never had children that he knows of. Allegedly. Or maybe he doesn't like women. I don't know. Just whatever. Do you think, do you think that since he's so old, he shoots curry powder? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why he hey, couldn't Bill. have kids. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. 
Hey, Bill. Yeah. I, I think you, you're really remiss at not having the off-the-rails thing ready for this episode. I know. I'm so upset. It's going to go like this. It's, it's going to be Matilda going, Tickets, please! Like tickets, please! 15... All aboard the Pillow Talk Express. And then there's going to be the sounds of a train going off the rails. And then she's going to say, Well, this show's really gone off the rails. That's what the sounder's going to do. I, just have, I need to get her to record it. That was that was a solid thirty seconds of looking at Nick's shoulder as he was doubled over laughing at his own joke. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, curry powder. <laughs> He's still going. It's yep. so funny. You gotta push past it. You're never gonna you're never gonna fix it. Just push past it. <laughs> now let's so like, I, I, I'm going to take the reins here and push past this because I know there's one movie on this list that's coming out that Bill absolutely wants to see. Oh, say And that is, that is the Downton Abbey movie. I know! I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Okay. I am really excited. Did you have, you guys haven't watched Downton Abbey, have you? No. I'm, I have not. Okay. It's amazing. Watch I, the show. You've, you've told me that it's, that it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm excited to watch. I don't think we're going to be able to watch this in the theater. But uh, I, w- I will 100% be watching the Downton Abbey movie. Okay. 100%. I, 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 I guess I'd have to watch the show. It's, the, the show's amazing. It's everything you want it to be. Okay. Oh, Matthew Good's in it. Oh, Matthew Good's amazing. He's an actor. He's from sure that the he's, UK. He's not, are you sure he's not just good? Is Maggie uh, Smith sure. in it? Maggie Smith is in it. She's reprising her role. Yep. Along with every, they, they got everybody else. Everybody that was in the show, they got to have come back for the movie. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. Oh, such a great show. One day I will watch it. Uh, it's a little down. There's some parts where it's sad. Yeah. Hence the yep. name. Downtown. Downerton Abbey. No, Downerton. Yeah. Oh, Downerton. My, yeah, my wife would like to... It's real Downerton. She'd be like, should we watch another episode of Downerton Alley? And I'm like, you wanted to watch this show. It's a great Nick, show. Downton Abbey. Nick's going to wait for the sequel, Upton Abbey. Upton. Yeah. Sesame Street did Upside Downton Abbey. Nice. That's actually where everything, cool. Where everything was do. upside down and kept falling off the ceiling. I do I do appreciate that. Sesame Street? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A good Sesame Street episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Downton Abbey, very excited. There yep. you go. You know what comes out in October? What? Mm. The fucking shitty-ass Joker movie. Yep. Again, super excited. Ugh. I think that you're judging it too quickly. Yep. I do. I think that we're going to get, I think we're going to get Dick Grayson in a movie. Here's here's what's going to happen. So. Well, Richard Grayson, but all the kids call him Dick because they're me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a Lego Batman joke. This is this is um this is a movie that is going to have 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 it, it's going to be like one of two outcomes, right? It's either mm-hmm. going to be super fantastic or it's going to be a steaming pile of horse shit. Have you read the Have you read the, the synopsis? No. They're using uh the uh, actually I was talking to Shane and we were talking about it and so we read the synopsis uh, so they're using a different, like a, like an origin story of the Joker, but like a different origin story than him falling in the vat, you know, of cackles. Uh, he's, so they're going the failed comedian route where he's a failed comedian. Um, basically can't catch a break, goes insane. So, and then he becomes the Joker, mm-hmm. which is a, which is a different alternate version of how he becomes the Joker. So. I'm just going to say, do either of you guys watch Gotham? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jerome, I've seen it. a far better Joker than this guy's ever going to be. Mm-hmm. See, I but I find it strange, though, when just remembering all the different feedback and comments that came out when the casting was announced, that it's, it's a strange reality to be in to be like, no matter who they cast, no one's going to hold a candle to Heath Ledger's Joker. That's and true. that seems... 
it seems so strange to yes. say that because they announced that casting and everyone just went bonkers because it's like, oh, you're going to follow Jack Nicholson up with this guy. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and this is, I mean, like top five villain all time easily. I think yep. part of it is also that he killed himself and people are like, we, they want more, but they can't get more. No, I, I mean, no, it was, I, I mean, he was a great joker. I mean, he was a fantastic joker, but I think, I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that has something. To I think do there's with it. a certain truth to some of the posthumous honors. Um, I pulling into the world of baseball. Look at Roy Halladay, you know, was just elected to the baseball hall of fame. Was he a hall of famer? Maybe. Did he get in maybe earlier than he should have because he died in a plane accident? Maybe. Well, I mean, he made that sauce too. Hollandaise sauce. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I I knew that's where he was going with that. <laughs> I, I totally I walked into that one. But but no, you know, did did the fact that he died, you know, like he did, did that help him win that Oscar? See, I don't, I don't think so because there have been plenty of people who have been in a similar situation and, and not everybody who dies gets a posthumous award like that. No, I, no. that to me, to me, that was incredibly deserving. And I, it was and I don't want to argue part. that he, that it wasn't deserving. No, I, I mean, I, I ate a ton of crow because they, I mean, I'm thinking when I think of Heath Ledger and they announced that casting, it's like, I'm thinking 10 things I hate about you, Heath Ledger or whatever. It's like, okay, well, yeah. how can you even put this guy in this role? And then you watch the dark Knight, and you're just kind of, it's this jaw dropping experience mm-hmm. of how do you, how do you do this? Because you really do see Jack Nicholson's Joker as a comic book mm-hmm. type of villain Whereas Ledger's is just, that's the kind of villain that gives you nightmares. Yeah, he's just crazy. I mean, he definitely deserves, like, I mean, everything that he's gotten with the, you know, that he was the greatest Joker and that, you know, I mean, there's no arguing that, I think. Nobody's touched, you know, no one's even came close. But it goes into a, it goes into a bigger, bigger debate, though, and I've been reading a lot of stuff about this. Um, I, I heard something that was posted not too long ago from Carol Kane about, I guess there's been discussion about remaking the princess bride. Um, you know, like why would you, why would you remake something that's perfect? And that's the biggest thing. And it's hard because I would say, why are you going to make this movie with Joaquin Phoenix? that's coming out this year Mm -hmm. off the heels of ledger's performance. But then it's hard because you go back a step further and say, there, you could make the same argument about Jack Nicholson's Joker and say, why would you remake that character? Because mm-hmm. he got it perfect. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't I, know. I think that it's, I think that it's too early to tell if it's going to be crappy. I mean, I think we all realized that Jared Leto was going to be a crappy Joker. Ugh. So, but I think I, I don't know. I, I like Joaquin Phoenix. So I don't have a problem with him. I just, I'm just. What I'm seeing doesn't fill me with confidence, and I really think that it's either going to turn out to be a, a fantastic movie, or it's going to turn out to be just awful. Yeah, you're. Hey, I mean, and, and there's no, there's no in between. You're right. I mean, no. yeah, it it's goes one be way. Ten or on Rotten Tomatoes or ninety on Rotten Tomatoes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not going to be fifty percent. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Bill, you just you need to have faith in Joaquin Phoenix. You you, you just need to swing away. <laughs> swing away, Bill. Not the two of you are both doing it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe the film, the film crashes and burns, but Joaquin Phoenix rises from the ashes. <laughs> Damn it, Nick, you're an asshole. Don't do that when I take a drink. <laughs> Don't make that joke when I'm about to spit it all over my iPad. <laughs> I am on it lately. This is amazing. Um, did you guys know they're making an Adams Family animated movie? Yes, I was actually looking oh. at that. Have you seen the voice cast of that movie? Uh, no. So, uh, I'm I'm a big fan, at least of the oh. the top two in terms of the billing. Most of the other ones, I don't know. Gomez is going to be Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which I don't mind at all. No. 
Now, here's one, Bill, that's going to be special to your heart. Guess who's playing Morticia? I don't know. Darlie's Theron. Ooh, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have always enjoyed me some Charlie's Theron, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nick Kroll plays Uncle Fester. I'm in. Yep. I'm immediately in. <laughs> Bette Midler is Grandmama. Allison Janney is, I guess, the Margot Needler, the family's arch nemesis. I don't remember that, but... Mm. Well, they got to put this a villain in there. This looks really cool. So, the funny thing is, Pugsley's voice is Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Yeah, and from so, it. The funny thing is, the reason why that name stands out, I don't know if uh, if anybody has seen this, because they just released season one on Netflix a few days ago, the rebooted uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego cartoon. I haven't watched it yet. So he's in it. My kids have watched the first three episodes of it. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's it's a different take on the character. I actually think it's really well done. I'm also seriously considering boycotting the rest of it, because the theme song is not done by Rockapella. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. And I have an inordinate amount of bitterness over this. I really do. I've been making my kids listen to the Rockapella version oh, on no. YouTube just because. Heck yeah. Don't make your kids do that. Where in the world yep. is Carmen San Diego? Yep. So, they could have yeah, done but that. They could have licensed that music. Given given the fact that they are doing that as an animated movie and not a live action movie, I would probably put that on my to watch list. I don't yeah. think I'd go to the theater to see the Adams Family, but I will definitely catch that when it comes out. I might. I haven't seen a preview for this yet, so if the preview looks good, it may be a. Then again, October is always a bad month for us with other obligations, but uh, I'm certainly intrigued. That's for sure. Well, with the sacrifices and whatnot. <laughs> No, I was thinking more with the five-day-a-week football obligation. Oh, I got you. Turns October into a pretty rough month to do stuff. Sure. Yeah, but I'm excited. Um, I saw that this morning and I thought, oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. No, that's good. How about Zombieland 2? I enjoyed I, the original Zombieland. I'm not I loved I, I loved the original Zombieland. I don't think I want to see a second one. <laughs> I honestly movie I don't, nobody I don't, asked for. Yeah, I don't I don't think I want I want to see a second one. I don't know. I haven't uh I, I regret to say I have not seen the first one. It was it's good. good. It was good. Not for any like I haven't been avoiding it. I just never gotten around to seeing it, but it was like the Jesse Eisenberg heyday. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a different kind of a zombie movie, though. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Bill yeah. Murray in it. Bill Murray in it. <laughs> Shot Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's, it's uh, yeah, a fun it's, it's a fun movie. It is. It is. It's it's worth a watch. Uh, how about Farmageddon, a Shaun the Sheep movie? Anybody? I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never watched Shaun the Sheep. I know you love Shaun the Sheep. Is Shaun the Sheep? Shaun the Sheep was Shaun good. the Sheep. I didn't know they were doing a sequel to it, so. Yeah. Called Farmageddon. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything other than that, but. That's all right. Um, I want to move into November because I saw two things that, that horrified me in November. No. Oh. The, the first one is a Charlie's Angels remake. Oh, thank God. Is it with all Kristen dudes and Charlie and, and Charlie's a girl? Starring Kristen Stewart and her grandfather, Patrick Stewart? French Stewart? Is French Stewart in it? I don't know about Frank Stewart. No, Kristen French. Stewart, an French actress Stewart. who I just absolutely cannot stand. I, yeah, but were you just talking franchise, about Zombieland? Like... Isn't she in that? No. No, right. she's in another... She's in another... Let's Jesse scrap Eisenberg this movie. movie. Let's Sorry. scrap this movie and just have a movie called The Stewarts, and it's The Stewardesses, and it's Kristen Stewart, French Stewart, Patrick Stewart, Jimmy Stewart. I don't think Jimmy Emma Stewart's Stone a real person. Amber Heard. Yep. Anyway, Zombieland. Yeah, but um, they're also having. There's a new Terminator movie coming out. Oh. It yes, takes but place. it's another Terminator. It's another Terminator movie starring Arnold. So, nope. I'm okay. 
Well, but, mm. but here's the thing, though. So it's starring Arnold. It takes place after T2. It ignores the entire rest of the franchise. T2 Res of the Machines. You can't just say T2. Okay. Um, no, it's T3 CGIing Arnold's face onto a body double, and then they're CGIing young John Connor's face onto a body double. Yeah, nope, I'm okay. That's a moneymaker, I'm good. Are we gonna see... Are we gonna see Arnold Schwarzenegger's ass? Probably. Okay, I'm in. you You can complain about the Christian Bale Terminator movie, you can complain about the Amelia Clark Terminator movie. I didn't even see that one. But I will give credit where credit is due. At least they attempted to do something new with the franchise. This yeah. is just like Terminator 3, where they're just going to rehash Arnold and try to make a bunch more money. With a girl. It's starring a girl, too. Ah, uh, Yes, I'm, I'm okay. I'll, I'll pass. I just, I'm, I mean, I want to like it, but it's starring Linda Hamilton and a bunch of CG, and it's just, yeah, nope. All they had to do was make Emilio Estevez an old John Connor, and I was in. I I think I've missed the last two Terminator movies, and I don't see a reason why I'm going to turn into this one. Nah. Uh, There's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out. I don't know anything about it. I just thought it was interesting. There is, there is also, on the same day that that is released, uh, there was one that really got my attention when I found out about it and was looking at some of the cast, but they are doing a movie on the Battle of Midway. I saw that. No. I wrote that down. So uh, I, Some of the casting was a little bit out there for me. They have uh, Woody Harrelson as uh, Admiral Chester Nimitz. Um, Dennis really, Quaid is in it. You see him as a Nimitz? Nimitz, yeah. You think Woody Harrelson's a Nimitz? I don't know. But I, I was I was going through the cast. I'm like, okay, maybe this is okay. And then I went and looked at the director, and I was like, uh, nope, nope, nope. Who's directing Ro- it? Roland Emmerich of Independence Day fame. Yeah. So this just kind of screams Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor to me. <laughs> unfortunately, so while I was very excited about it at first, I'm probably gonna skip it. You got a lot less excited about it as time went on. Yeah, that's a bummer. Did you see the the Ryan Johnson movie though that comes out in November? Which one? Called Knives Out. No. It's essentially like a murder mystery starring Daniel Craig and Chris Evans and all kinds of other people. I am one hundred percent in for that. Ooh, mm. that's a good cast. A modern Ryan. murder mystery mystery in a classic whodunit style. Yep. So it's like Clue. It's, Jamie it's Lee like, Curtis is in it. It's it's essentially like an Agatha Christie movie. I'm in. I'm gonna go home and sleep that, with my wife. Yeah, I I do that. That's worth it. Huh? What would you do? <laughs> no, like I'd go see it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Nick said Nick was quoting Mr. Green from Clue, and it was just a weird. No, no, no. I was I wasn't listening to that. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to clarify. Uh, you see that there's a new Kingsman coming out too. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I've enjoyed those two movies probably more than I should have. I did not watch the second one yet, but I loved the first one. Thought it was great. Second one was good. Second one was good, and, and if you can if you can accept Julianne Moore feeding like human beings into a ground beef machine, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so all right, fine. What about uh, this is gonna be a big hit in my house? Frozen two, Nick. You know you'll go see that one. I will. I will. Here's my yep. problem with Frozen two. Do you want to go through your problems with Frozen 1 first? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's really just my problem with any Disney movie in general now. Everything has to be about something to people. And, uh, you know, are you people are... you talking about the Give Elsa yeah. a Girlfriend yeah. like, uh, drive? This is a, kid, this is a kid's movie. Who gives a shit who these people like or who they're dating? It's a kid's movie. Let her build a nice castle and marry Jack Frost. Who cares? It. <laughs> That that's my problem with it, but okay. other than that, I'm gonna let it go and I'm gonna go see it. 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, See, we'll go. My, I I am. I have a family of three boys. Mm-hmm. I have never seen Frozen. My children have never seen Frozen because they have never expressed even the remotest desire to see Frozen. Sure. So this one's not even on the radar. Uh-huh. Oh, see, now, <laughs> so I have I have video I've, I, I, that I took at Disney World of my daughters, like, while the fireworks are going off and they're playing Let It Go, and I have video of my two daughters singing along to the music, and I won't lie that it gets a little dusty in the house every time I look at that video. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, awesome. you know, little girls are little girls. We'll go see it. Yeah, and no, it's all we'll good. drag we'll drag my son along, and he'll go kicking and screaming. And I told him the other day that fortunately there's a talking snowman and a reindeer, and he'll just have to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, um, December Jumanji three. I'll see that. I like the new Jumanji. Jumanji. I thought it was hilarious. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the the reboot to it, but it looks like it might be fairly fun to watch. Dude, it was funny. Like I was like, I heard it was. I good. was impressed. It was good. And again, I still haven't seen Jumanji one. Oh well, you should see that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's on my list. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. They're yeah. making a Call of the Wild animated movie. Oh really? Interesting. Yeah. They are. <laughs> They're also are. looking at a. Uh, they're also looking at a Masters of the Universe movie as well. Awesome. We, we have one of those already. Yeah. Came out in what 1987. I saw it in the theaters. It was great. Hey. So let's uh, let's move on to Star Wars Episode Nine. Episode Nine. Episode Nine. A movie we titled... know nothing about. J.J. Abrams' an attempt to fix all Ryan Johnson's mistakes. Okay, Ryan Johnson know, did not make mistakes. We will know more about it at the Super Bowl. Will we? Will. Yeah. I believe that they just announced that they were doing, yeah, Ugh. they're going to have a Super Bowl spot. There better not be any uh, fucking Ewoks. I'm going to just, I thought, and Bill, you were in the movie theater with me. I thought that the, the last one was hilarious. I enjoyed <laughs> like episode eight. I I laughed at so many parts. I was like, her parents are dumpster people. They killed him. <laughs> Which is oh, okay. Fantastic. I mean, because there was that scene at the end of episode eight with a little stable hand kid who was force sensitive. The whole point exactly. is you don't have to be a Skywalker to have the exactly. force. Exactly. Why is this episode hard for episode eight, or as I like to call it, the opening scene of The Empire Strikes Back, spread out over two hours. <laughs> With a bunch of extra stuff added in the middle. That's right. Oh, this episode seven was essentially just a new hope all over again. I know. So that's what we're yep. going to get out of this one is because J.J. Abrams doesn't have any original ideas. Eh. You know, Disney I... doesn't care about new ideas. They care about money. Ugh. No, I was actually, I, I, I was not a big fan of The Last Jedi when I saw it the first time. And then when it came out and I bought it and I watched it again. It held up a little bit better the second time. So I'm still, not judging too hard. I thought it was great. I still think that the uh, the scene of Kylo Ren and Rey with the fight in the Praetorian Guard after they'd killed Snoke is one of the greatest scenes in Star Wars history. Oh, yeah. I just think it's hilarious that they killed him. I just I was laughing too hard to pay attention. <laughs> I thought that was just fantastic. No, my, my favorite part about that scene after, again, not not quite understanding why you developed all this backstory in The Force Awakens about Snoke and then you just kill him like a throwaway character in the second oh, movie. Oh, still super, super funny. But the, the scene where Rey's, I, I think it's Rey that's fighting off the Praetorian Guard and Kylo Ren throws her the lightsaber and she catches it and activates it and it just goes through his brain. Yes. That was that was pretty sweet. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then I also like the fact that you can remix that, you can put that song to Immigrant, or you can put that scene to Immigrant song and it sounds awesome. Yep. You've been watching Thor Ragnarok too much, Bill. <laughs> no, there's, you, you too, if you Google like Praetorian Guard scene with in, Immigrant song, it's really, it, it works really All well. Right. I gotta check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It works really well. No, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously excited for episode nine. Um, oh, yeah. I'm scared because I think JJ's gonna screw it all up. No. Um, no, it'll be you know, fine. Like you did with Star Trek timelines and stuff, you know. Oh, man, it'll be fine. It's all going to be okay. There'll just be a lot of lens flare. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 
but I'll go see it. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I'll you and most of the rest of the free world. Yes, and everyone else. Yeah. Yeah? Now, there's a movie I have on my list. Um, I don't know if it's actually coming out this year, because um, I can't find a release date on it, but it's called Jojo Rabbit. How's that? So it's hmm. a movie that's directed by Taika Waititi, who okay. uh, is one of my Your guy. New, one of my new favorite directors, uh, and he stars as an imaginary Hitler. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> and I was like, aw, and I don't even need to know anything more than that. And I want to go imaginary see it. Hitler. They could just Imagin- call it imaginary Hitler. <laughs> I know, <laughs> calling it Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi. Anyway, uh, Jeremy, do you have anything on your list that I missed? I do, um, because I, I have to close the loop on this because I started this with a World War One conversation. I have to end it with a World War One conversation. But apparently there's not a lot of uh, stuff out here about this movie, but it is set for a December 20th release date, and it is called 1917. And it is produced by Steven Spielberg and directed by Sam Mendes. Ooh. Oh, and 1917 was a fairly pivotal year in the First World War because that's when the U.S. got involved. And it's when a lot of the events started to shift over in favor of the Allies and, you know, the Russian Revolution, a lot of different things going on. So I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with this. I think that there has been a dearth of really good quality military movies on the First World War. So I'm hoping this fixes that. You know why there's not a whole lot of about movies about the world First World War is because it's trench warfare. Yeah. Up five feet, back five feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, was a, it was a nasty war. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm very interested to see that. Again, the, pretty much the but it's who's producing it and who's directing it is about yeah. all that's known about it at this point. So, so it's I've a got fictional... Tagged on my list. Some sort of a historical movie, but not a documentary. We don't think. No, don't. Yeah, no, definitely not a documentary. It's a it's a dramatic film. I'm just not sure what it's going to be, but I've got it uh, highlighted, and I'm interested to see what else is going to come out about it. And it's the twentieth. You think that's well? We don't even know at this point if it's a if it's a wide release or a just yeah. a release on December 20th to get it into Oscar consideration for next year, but it's not going to have a wide release until February it, or whatever. It, it could be, but I don't anticipate a Spielberg Mendez project yeah, being shortchanged like that. Yeah, so point. And that's actually kind of what I'm looking forward about. to with, with those names in the production and uh, producer and director's chair. I'm hoping that this actually gets the push that it needs to be a decent movie. Sure. So, yeah. Nice. Yep. Nick, any of them you're looking forward to? Are you looking forward to a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood starring Tom Hanks? Actually, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> did you not talk about the Deadwood movie coming out in 2019? Uh, that, yep, that's the other one, too. That's coming yeah. to HBO, though, right? That's HBO. Uh, it's coming, I want to say, like, it's supposed to be spring. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, pay for HBO again. For yeah. Start a one month. <laughs> yep. Or and then, I mean, and then you then you go on Amazon and you buy one of those things that the guys at Costco use to click how many people have come in, and every time Ian McShane drops the f bomb, you click it, and you <laughs> see if it you, you see how fast it takes you to break it during a two hour movie. <laughs> and every time he's called Swedgen Kaksaka. Ah, and God, that you was could such just, a good show. Why they cancel that after three seasons? Oh, you could just borrow somebody's Fire Stick that has a may or may not have some sort of app side loaded onto it that allows you to get certain channels for free live and uh, you could just plug that into your TV and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm putting in a request mm-hmm. right now for a Deadwood movie episode once that's done. Hell or yeah. actually we can just we can just do a Deadwood episode overall. Ooh, means I should start rewatching the series now. It's only thirty yep. episodes. it's only thirty episodes. You're good. It's three seasons. Yeah. It's not bad. Man. Oh, it's such a so great good. show. Yes, it was. Man, I miss Deadwood. Man, there's started... something you never want to hear somebody say. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> yep. I miss Deadwood. Man, I miss Deadwood. It's like a terrible nickname for your ex-husband or something. <laughs> Whatever happened to old Deadwood? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Well, gentlemen, I think... Uh, Bringing it around. I think that covers our 2019. Yes. Yeah. Holy moly. Should be good. Yeah. Kudos to you, Nick. I was going to bring up Deadwood, too, and I forgot about it. So. Uh, yeah, I totally didn't have it on my list. I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a Deadwood movie. How has Bill not talked about this? Because it wasn't on my list of, like, my list didn't have Netflix uh, or HBO stuff on it. I got you. So Bird Box 2, I don't have either. <laughs> Did you watch? No. 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 You know what? When I see it, I put on a blindfold and I just scroll past it. <laughs> just scroll past it. The only, Sandra, the only Sandra Bullock movie I'll ever watch is Miss Congeniality. The one only one? Yep. Besides The Heat. She was in The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Yeah, that was also watch out Speed. The she was in Speed. The first Speed was good. Second Speed, no good. Oh, Never she was in the second Speed, Speed too, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. Speed on a boat. Speed on a boat. That one was not a good movie. Wait, hold on a minute. Speed on a boat. Isn't that a speedboat? Ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Die hard yes. on a boat. That's on under siege. That's under siege. That's under siege. And under siege is fantastic. Under siege is a great movie. Yes, it is. Under siege two. Die hard on a train. I never saw under siege two. Bad. I don't want to watch under siege two. Yeah, no, it's bad. Don't. No, nope, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I'll watch them both, and then I'll watch Big Trouble. Big oh. Trouble, I love that movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. So As we've discussed we're, at length. Yes, we were watching we were watching the Royal Rumble yesterday, me and my buddy Mike, and we were talking about that movie, and I was like, man, now I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yep, fantastic. Play with the guy that cheats. Sorry, play with the guy that cheats. Gator fans. Gator fans. <laughs> Gator fans. <laughs> what is it? It's a garbage disposal. It's garbage. Looks like looks like a garbage disposal is bomb. It's <laughs> 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 big bomb. See, such a great movie. It is it's fantastic. You've just experienced an extremity shot. You will survive. <laughs> Martha Stewart barking at the guy. It's Stanley Tucci. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. the The best scene the best scene in that movie is still the. When Andy Richter sees the main characters at the amusement park pulling out the squirt guns and they oh, play yeah. In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins while he's <laughs> reaching for it. Like, that is, that is fall out of your chair funny every time you see it. He had a brother who works down at the docks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, it's fantastic. Buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of Jason Lee's great, great roles. That's that, and uh, that's pretty Mall close to about it. My name is Earl. My name is Earl. Mallrats. Mallrats. Yeah, he was good in Mallrats. That's true. That's true. And then there was all the skateboarding he did. In Mallrats? No, no, no. He's a professional skateboarder. Is he? Yeah. Yes. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun Fact Tuesday. Actually, now it's Fun Fact Tuesday. Yeah. Actually, uh, another another fun fact. Uh, did you guys know that uh, fire hydrants, inside of fire hydrants, they have H2O? Do you know what's on the outside of fire hydrants? What? what? K9P. Oh, jeez. <laughs> also, did you guys know that alligators can grow up to 15 feet? Most of the time, they only grow four, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey Nick, what's brown and sticky? I don't know. A stick. <laughs> nice. Thank you. These are all. <laughs> I'm going to use that one tomorrow. The brown and sticky. Thank you, folks. Yeah, oh, yeah. they'll they, be they here all me, week. They've been all put, they week. put me in charge of, of jokes for weekly meetings. At the end, we haven't done one in a while, mostly because I've just been giving them jokes. Like, did you guys know that uh, a lot of people don't like to travel overseas because of the long time, you know, that it takes to get overseas? But you can actually cut that time in half with a seesaw. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. Oh, that's objectively bad. <laughs> yep. I mean, like, groaner all the way on that one, Nick. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
Okay. There's dad jokes, and then there's bad dad jokes, and that was one yep. of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We should have a but joke episode. You want to? Because I've been telling them for, like, months at work. Not right now, though. They're actually no, getting real no. sick of it. You guys know the first French fries weren't actually fried in France? They were fried in Greece. <laughs> All right. All right. Join us That's next cool. time on the Pillow Talk podcast where we make tell jokes. I don't know. We'll yep. find out. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. We'll, we'll see. Yep. Oh, it's going to be great. Yep. And we might talk about other things, too. So Sure. Right. Yeah. Why not? Right. I'll just interject jokes. Oh, let's not do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. But what of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, uh, well... Well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby. This has been the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find more information at PillowPodcast.com. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. You can find more information about them at TheHardLessons.Bandcamp.com. Tell your friends about Pillow Talk. We will be glad to get more subscribers. And thank you again for listening to Pillow Talk.